words from all those up Swindon fans. But you're not there yet. Hello and welcome to episode 72 of Together, a Brighton Over Albion podcast. My name is Josh and I am very tired. <laughs> um, I, like many of you, I'm sure, uh, stayed up to watch the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder fight. Um, over on the East Coast here, it was nowhere near as bad as 4.30, 5, 5 o'clock in the morning for you all over there in the UK. Um, and for my West Coast crew, you probably had a pretty good time of it, uh, nice and early for you, like 10, 11 o'clock, but I was up till just gone one o'clock and my old body is not used to it anymore at the ripe old age of 30. Um, I'm crying today. I'm so tired, but, uh, we have had a very good couple of weeks at Brighton and Nova Albion, barring, uh, the obvious, the obvious situation with Balloon Gate, um, which we are now putting behind us. Uh, the club have said they're dealing with it internally. They have dealt with it internally. As far as I'm concerned, that's fine. Uh, let's crack on and forget that it ever happened um, and worry about the future because we still have uh, plenty of games to go now. Um, we are now at 27 games played, 11 left. Um, and we have pretty much everything still to play for. Um, and the reason I said it's been a pretty good couple of weeks is since we played Watford two or three weeks ago now, um, every single team around us has conspired to lose. Uh, so the teams that played last weekend, um, like I said just before the Crofty interview, have all got beat. Um, and now this weekend, uh, every team around us, barring us, um, have actually been beaten as well. Um, I'm just recording this uh, just after the Manchester United-Watford game. Uh, I wanted to watch that um, before I spoke on here as to whether we had that good of a week with other teams. Um, and tomorrow, of course, we have one more. Um, and that is uh, West Ham United. Um, and they travel to Anfield on a Monday night. Um, I... I I would argue that if West Ham can go to Anfield and take three points, uh, they probably should be awarded safety tomorrow. Um, they'd have really earned it if they can <laughs> they can get a result up there. Um, I think it's not being too bold to predict that uh, pretty much every team but us um, is going to really come home with nothing at all this weekend, uh, which really makes next weekend all the more important, and we'll be going over that uh, a little bit later on. Um, but... This was a very, very strange Brighton and Ove Albion performance, and I think it was very uh, reassuring and uh, confidence-building for myself, and I'll tell you why. Um, yesterday, we played in a style that would almost be um, akin to Chris Hutton football style, um, especially in that first season that we played um, in the Premier League away from home. Um, a lot of men behind the ball, focus on breaking the ball down, hitting them on the break. 
um, and and seeing what we can make from set pieces. And we did it pretty comfortably. Um, don't get me wrong, Sheffield United were the better team in large parts of the game, but we came away with a point, and I think it was well-deserved. Um, and for me, I'll tell you why I think it's reassuring before we get into kind of the information and stats. Um, it showed that Graham Potter is more than willing to adapt. Um, and I didn't think or didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know um, whether Potter was capable of moving away from his uh, his kind of original ethos enough um, to be able to put out a performance like that. Um, I think it helps that a lot of this team has been doing that for two years. You know, when you've got a team that has mostly been built by Chris um, and they're kind of, this this was their bread and butter kind of performance for several years, uh, it's easier to implement it. But I thought they did it really well. And I think that Potter being willing to do that against a team like Sheffield United, who are sixth for a reason. Um, I did see a couple of, uh, you know, pretty disrespectful tweets and Facebook comments towards Sheffield United. Um, they're, they're, they're a top six side for a reason this year. Um, they play very industrial, good football. Um, they have a couple of very talented players on that side. Um, and they they play to their strengths. And Wilder has them playing um, incredibly effective football. It's not always good football, um, but it's very, very effective. Um, and, you know, it's better to watch than Burnley. Uh, but it, it pulls off the same kind of results that Burnley seem to grind out time and time again. Um, and, you know... We all hate the way Burnley play, but when they put three past Bournemouth, we're all happy. So um, I thought it was really reassuring from Graham Potter to show that he can play that way. Um, he isn't afraid to get kind of down in the muck and grind out points when we need them. And, and yesterday was a time that we, we needed to do that. Uh, it's kind of crazy to me um, to think this is the first time um, we're playing Sheffield United uh since 2006, January 2006 in the championship. Um, and actually, it was our first time ever playing Sheffield United in the top flight. Um, last time we went to play uh, Sheffield United at Bramall Lane, um, January 2006, I remember going. We lost 3-1. Uh, I believe that we were on the bottom tier and they were on the top tier and they threw coins at us for almost the entire game. So not sure whose bright idea that was in the planning situation um, to have all the all the Blades fans above us. Um, but yeah, I remember it well. Uh, and I cannot believe that it's been almost 15 years since we played them last. Uh, but you know, it was much the same. Um, they, they probably came away from that thinking they could have won 3-1, um, but they did not. Uh, we came in with a pretty good record, actually. Uh, we... No, we didn't. We came in with a bloody terrible record. I don't know what I'm reading here. Um, we had only won one of our last nine league games against Sheffield United. Drew two, lost six. Um, and, you know, we had... I think the last time we beat them was back in 05. Leon Knight scored a 90th minute winner, I'm reading here. Um, didn't go to that one. So, uh, whoever did, Leon Knight, what a guy. I'd love to get him on the podcast. If any of you know Leon Knight and can get in touch with him easily. Uh, I know he's active on social media, but I can't seem to get in touch with him. Get him on the show. I'd love to have him. Um, you know, we, again, away from home seems to be our uh, our problem area. Um, we are yet to win an away Premier League game against the newly promoted side in six attempts now. Uh, drew two, lost four. Um, and are only one of three teams to never win such a match. Um, you know, that's wild. Uh, Cardiff are also one of those teams, and Swindon, <laughs> who I can't remember the last time they were in the top flight. 
Um, we had uh, a lot of work to do yesterday. It was never going to be easy. Um, and, you know, we are not a great team away from home. I think it's only, yep, only Aston Villa and Norwich have won fewer away points than us uh, in the Premier League this season. We've won nine, well, now 10 points in the Premier League this season away from home. Um, and Villa and Norwich have won eight and six, respectively. So, you know, we're all in trouble for the same kind of reason. We're, we're unable to get results where it matters. Um, and away from home is always going to be an important spot to try and grind out some points. Uh, elsewhere, um, on an individual basis, uh, Neil Mopai was coming off of, uh, I believe, 631 minutes of Premier League football with no goals. Um, no goals since December. Um, and he had been plugging away don't get me wrong i think he'd yeah he'd attempted 21 shots in the premier league um and so you know you can't say he wasn't trying but my lord um mopai had came in on a real barren streak and he was hoping to break that yesterday and thankfully he did um the stats are wild to look at so looking at the stats themselves um it's pretty crazy we had uh, 14 shots at sheffield united 14 shots to our eight uh, we only managed two on target. They only managed three on target. Um, so, you know, we allowed them a lot of room to shoot, um, but they didn't do a whole lot with it, um, which is brilliant to see uh, because, you know, you don't want to see them getting a whole bunch of shots on target because uh, they lead to goals. Um, the biggest thing for me is our passes. Um, our pass success percentage was only 66% yesterday. Um, that is absolutely wild. We actually only completed 185 passes yesterday um, and only 39 in the attacking third. Um, I mean, that is just unbelievable. Like, I, I have not seen a record like that um, under, 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 even under Hutton, really, I feel. Um, but just at all, I've not seen a, an option like that in a long time. Um, I think we actually attempted 279 passes all game um, to Sheffield United's 531, and we conceded 30. We had well, we conceded 66% possession to them as well. Uh, they were all over us. They dominated the game from the word go, and we absolutely allowed them to as well. Um, I found it really strange uh, to see us kind of line up in the way we did. We started off with a back five. Um, slightly later on, we start. We then moved on to a kind of back three, pushing up the wing backs of Charlotto and Dan Byrne. Um, caused them a little bit more trouble that way. It kept kind of uh, Stevens and Bulldog further back, which was great because Stevens uh, looks a very, very good player um, and was causing us problems all over the pitch. So very good work from Potter. Um, you know, I thought we lined up, albeit weirdly, um, we, we did all right. Uh, we conceded 12 corners to our two. Um, you know, I think it's wild um, just how much we decided to concede everything to them yesterday. Um, we allowed them to rule the roost from the word go um, and just kind of sat back and told them to come at us uh, and we'll see what happens. And that's exactly what we did. Uh, I thought that, you know, on the whole... Um, I think it could have been a lot better, but at the same time, we, we ground out a result against a team that have been beating teams left and right that are a lot better than us. Uh, so, you know, I will take it every day of the week. Um, let's talk about individual performances, um, because I think they're really, I think this was a game of, of who showed up and who, who didn't, um, because the, the statistics for the match themselves, you know, 
there it's just like classic Hutton ball, right? Like there was nothing really outstanding of note. We we gave them all the ball, we gave them all of the shots, um, and we kind of allowed them to run riot and still nicked a result. So, talking of uh, kind of top players, bad players, you know the works. Um, Ive Basuma came in uh, for Dale Stevens really um, and played that Dale Stevens role. Um, I thought he played incredibly well yesterday. Uh, I thought he did pretty much the perfect job that you could ask of him um, after that first 15 minutes. Uh, he started off incredibly wild. Uh, two uh, two fouls committed pretty early on. Um, got a book in for his second one, which was kind of naive at best, really. Um, but he actually went on to commit no further fouls all game. And he was run ragged. Uh, you know, they, they attempted... They tried very hard to make him dive in for another one. And he showed a lot of maturity. Um, and a lot of growth at still only 23 years old um, to kind of step into those Dale Stevens uh, shoes and run the midfield in the way that he did. Uh, I thought he was incredibly um, well put together. Uh, he came in, he, he put together a defensive performance and, you know, contributed in the attack as well. Uh, two total tackles, uh, an interception, four clearances. Uh, like I said, only the two fouls uh, committed, which was excellent. And then offensively too, uh, he had two shots, one on target. Um, that shot on target, I'm sure you can all remember, was one that kind of drifted through and, and was pretty easily taken in. But if Glenn Murray had got one single touch on that ball, um, because he was very close to it. I think he may have been onside, um, and it probably would have been 1-0 at that point to us. Um, however undeserved that may have been, I thought that it was a good opportunity. Um, he also won two fouls as well. You know, he was pretty much the only player to win a foul. In fact, he was the only player to win a foul um, in the entire side yesterday, and he won two of them. Um, I thought he was very good at what he needed to do. Um, and, you know, I think he... He provided a different dimension that Dale Stevens doesn't. Um, he can he provided both that kind of defensive holding role, uh, and then when we went forward, he was more than happy to kind of be there and, and compl complete the play with the rest of the midfield. Um, and I think it always helps, you know, when you have that kind of pace uh, to to bring yourself back into the game defensively. Uh, there was a couple of times that you kind of saw him charge back on defense and uh, and do a really great job at keeping himself together. Uh, he also had the most uh, the most impressive pass accuracy percentage. Um, he had 42 touches of the ball, um, which was kind of middle of the road. Uh, I think he had the eighth most touches of the ball. Um, but his pass accuracy was 85%. That was 6% uh, more than any other player in the side. Um, so, you know, I think he, he did pretty much everything you would want him to do well. Um, barring the booking, I, I would probably consider him one of, the, one of the shouts for man of the match. If not, still man of the match, even even after that. Um, I thought that Davey Proper also had a pretty good game yesterday. Um, I think he didn't do a great deal of everything badly or well, um, but I thought he definitely contributed to the defensive efforts uh, that Bissouma put together. Uh, he, he worked hard alongside him. Um, one total tackle, four interceptions, five clearances and a block shot, uh, and committed no fouls in the system of doing so. Um, I thought he did really well. Uh, and, you know, offensively, he also put together a key pass, um, three successful dribbles um, created, which is more than anybody else in the side. Uh, I think that both of them looked incredibly, uh, incre ugh, incredibly impressive, if I can get my words out, um, you know, against a midfield that 
both a are very very talented at Sheffield United, um, b are very very strong at Sheffield United, and c um, they spent a lot of the time um, having to watch the ball go over their head and kind of transition past them. So I think that the fact that they put together such good numbers uh, on paper. Um, and, you know, whenever you look back at that game and you can think about it, um, I think that Bissouma especially stands out as someone who had a very solid game. Um, it can only be a good thing, you know, if you're kind of avoiding the midfield and hoofing the ball up an awful lot and you can still sit back and think Bissouma had a very good game today. Uh, that's it's not a bad thing at all. Um, defensively, I thought we were very, very solid indeed. Um, I think all of them deserve plaudits. Uh, Dan Byrne, Shane Duffy, Lewis Dunk, all of them I thought played very well indeed. Um, they all contributed with one key pass each. Uh, so, I mean, even going forward, they are not afraid to uh, get stuck in. Uh, defensively, I mean, they were excellent as always. Um, they put together, what, for seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Uh, Webster, Byrne, Duffy and Dunk. Um, and then Shalotto as well. They put together a, a very good defensive performance. Um, I think we've got, what, a total of almost 15 tackles between them. Let me count here. 1, 5, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 successful tackles between them yesterday. Um, five interceptions between them yesterday. Uh, the clearances were just unbelievable. I mean, they... in fact, I just paused it to count it. They... <laughs> They completed 41 clearances yesterday. Um, Webster, Byrne, Duffy, Duncan, Shalotto were asked to do a job yesterday, um, and they did it incredibly well. Um, and they only committed three fouls between them as well. Uh, Shalotto with two, and Duffy with one. Um, you know, I thought they were absolutely fantastic yesterday. It was kind of peak Hutton defensive masterclass um, that went on there, and... I enjoyed very much uh, Shilotto taking the place of the pantomime villain. Um, I thought he played just fine. Uh, not not good nor bad, you know, pretty just bang average and did the job he was asked to do. Um, but boy, oh boy, did he upset the uh, upset the locals. Um, uh, I'm not entirely sure. I've heard a lot of good things about Jack O'Connell, um, their centre half, only 25 years old as well. Um, his stats were pretty impressive yesterday. He had more touches of the ball than anybody else in the team, in the in the in the entire pitch, really, um, and worked hard. But you know that that dive that he, uh, you know, he's a big lad too, and he threw himself on the floor like he'd just um, just been shot when uh, when Shalotto went to block a cross that he put in, and you would think that Shalotto had kind of gave him a big boot from a WWE ring um, as opposed to just simply trying to block a cross and wasn't really anywhere near him. Uh, but Sheffield United fans didn't, didn't like, did not like it at all, uh, which is the irony of kind of bringing their own style of play to play against them. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think the only time that really we saw anything go wrong for the Albion yesterday um, was at set pieces again. We looked very ropey indeed. Um, and the substitutions, actually. Um, so Potter has been known to kind of turn a game on its head with substitutions. Uh, about 15, 20 minutes to go yesterday, 74 minutes on the clock. Uh, he took off Shilotto and he took off Glenn Murray um, and replaced them with Aaron Connolly and Leandro Trossard. Uh, it looked very much like the Watford away approach, right? Uh, grind out the game, see what, he, see what you can do for kind of or just over an hour um, and see if you can't hit them on the break once or twice. Um, and break them down and nick a goal at the end with Connolly and Trossard uh, and Mopai up front. But 
it was not to be. Um, I feel like they really didn't get any touches of the ball altogether. Um, I thought they, in fact, let's see, they had five touches of the ball um, all in put together, uh, Connolly and Trossard. Connolly touched the ball just once after coming on and Trossard had four touches of the ball. Um, but other than that, they, they didn't really touch it at all. Um, Sheffield United did a good job of keeping the pressure on for pretty much that entire final 15 minutes. Uh, and, you know, it was it was a rare occasion where the substitutions do not pay off for the Albion. Um, but other than that, I thought that pretty much everybody played just fine. Uh, it looks like they did their job that they are asked to do. Um, and the only one really, I feel, that stood out as kind of having it pass them by was Glenn Murray. Um, I thought that... You know, for all for all that he provides, um, I think that Glenn Murray looked. It looked like the game was passing him by yesterday, especially in that second half. Um, and you know, I think he did a very good defensive job yesterday, especially in that first forty-five minutes. Uh, I think he made a couple of. In fact, he blocked. He blocked a shot and made three clearances. And I feel like at set pieces and corners, he was certainly back and helping out the team. Uh, with Mopai as that kind of outlet that we always needed as an away side um, when we went to defend a game. So, you know, I thought that we did fine. Um, that uh, that substitution setup did not pay off, um, but we ground out a result. And the only other thing I will say about it is that I wish that we would start playing football um, before we concede. It's absolutely bizarre how much our game changes after we concede a goal. Um, the willingness to go forward, the kind of the slick passing moves and that cutting edge that we seem to lack so often suddenly just clicks into place when we let in a goal. And, you know, I wish that I wish that maybe Potter needs to just kind of hypnotize them all and pretend they're one nil down as soon as the starting whistle goes off, because I think we'd have won three or four more games this season. Um it's just something that I don't know whether it's a mentality thing um, or what it is, but we need to get that out of the system um, and we need to start playing games to win uh, before we let one in because it's it's utterly bizarre how often it happens. Um, we, we really need to get better at that. Uh, but moving on, we have Crystal Palace next. Uh, big, big, big game. In fact, it's massive because they're the only other team this week that have won. Um, they beat Newcastle with an absolute banger of a free kick, by the way, um, from Van Aanholt. And they head over to the Albion now um, to kind of see what they can do. And Crystal Palace away from home, um, they're not bad at all. They're, they're probably better. Well, they are better than their uh, home form. Um, 13 games, 13 goals, about sh seven shots per game, uh, an average of about 47% possession. So they're happy to kind of concede the ball a little bit. Um, and they're a team that, you know, they're, they're grinding out results where they need to. Um, they're pretty good at protecting a lead once they go up up top, uh, go in the lead. You know, classic Roy Hodgson team, really. Um, and they're, they're pretty good at grinding out results when they need to. And, and that's why they are not too deep in the relegation mire. Um, but just like all the rest of the teams down there, scoring goals is always going to be a problem for them. Um, and keeping possession of the ball is always a problem for them because their midfield, albeit is pretty strong, uh, is pretty slow and uh, certainly doesn't have much dynamism in it. Um, so, I mean, people to watch. Obviously, it's going to be Wilfred Zaha, right? He's going to be the man that's going to cause us problems, probably. Uh, three goals this season, three assists, 
um, averaging 1.4 shots per game. So he's, you know, up there amongst the top of them. Um, and it's going to be the man to watch. Uh, the other one to watch is going to be Jordan Ayew. Uh, if he plays, um, he has also made about 26 appearances this year, six goals, their top scorer. Um, you know, that's two less than Mopai to show how much they're struggling to bang in goals. Um, he's also got an assist to his name. And he, uh, he wins his fair share of aerial battles. So, you know, I think that this is the kind of game where you're going to want to bring in uh, and keep Shane Duffy on the pitch and really just put Shane Duffy on Jordan Ayew. Um, and I feel like they really lose pretty much everything um, that they're trying to do going forward. Uh, and if they bring on Benteke instead, uh, which I don't think they will, but if they play Benteke instead, then you double down on Shane Duffy marking him out of the game. Um you know, this is a team that uh, have not had the greatest run of form. Um, I think that that was their first win in 2020 yesterday, uh, that 1-0 win against Newcastle United. Um, and hopefully we need to try and replicate that uh, with us at the Amex next week. And they have a lot of big games coming up. Palace have a run of form now, um, similar to ours a couple of weeks ago. They have Newcastle this week. Uh, Brighton next week, of course, they have to come to us. Uh, and then they play Watford and Bournemouth back to back. So this is uh, this is a time where Palace need to pick up points to kind of ensure their own survival. So they are not going to be coming here to play around. Uh, big derby, obviously, we all know this. I'm kind of preaching to the choir here. Uh, but they are going to be out for blood um, and they need to put together a result um, that kind of saves their skin because... I think if they um, they put together a result that the fans aren't happy with, um, it could get real grim real quick. Uh, I mean, to go down to the Amex and play in that way. So we shall see. Um, you know, away from home, like I said, they're very solid. They're 12th in the Premier League table if you include just, just away games. Um, so we have a lot of work to do. Um, and, you know, our home form isn't the most brilliant. Uh, we haven't won in 2020 at all, home or away. Uh, and this is going to be a game that is going to be very, very important for both sides. So fingers crossed. Uh, I'm talking to you next week after taking four points from Palace this year and six from them last year. Um, but we shall see. So uh, I wish you all the best. Have a brilliant week. Um, and, you know, just recover from fight night. And uh, let's see what we bring next week for fight night number two. Uh, be safe and have a good one.